the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, sponsored by FBD Insurance, Ireland's largest homegrown insurer. Support. It's what we do. Guaranteed Irish is a national organisation that supports all businesses based in Ireland that sustain jobs, communities and provenance. It is denoted by the iconic G symbol that has been around for almost 50 years now. The national symbol of trust for businesses and consumers, it identifies products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of our communities and indeed Ireland. Hi there, I'm Reid O'Connell and joining me today is Patrick Heslin, Managing Director of Retail Integration. Established in 1996, Retail Integration is known as one of Ireland's leading providers and developers of EPOS software solutions. You're very welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, Patrick. Thanks, Breed. Thanks for having me on again. So I know you have a background as an accountant and uh, the whole space in the ACCA world. Um, but tell us a little bit about retail integration and what you do in a sentence. Um, I suppose the core of our business, as you said, is our EPOS system. But I suppose our clients, our, our, our customers will tell you more about what we do Um we basically deal with the specialty retail sector. So if our if a retailer spends time with their customers, i.e. a shoe shop, sports shop, giftware, jewelers, healthcare, um, then they are generally our customers. So we have to develop a repos system around that and expand it out to give them full stock control, full line of sight across their stock over the whole estate to be able to see their orders and obviously at the moment, well, and obviously over the last couple of years, to be able to integrate seamlessly with their e-commerce platform. So that's basically what we do. And so there's a lot of, you know, when EPAS, I suppose, first hit us, it was so revolutionary in terms of what it could do for businesses. It's been amazing. Tell us about the trends you're seeing in the current retail market. I suppose I'd be a bit behind the curve to be talking about e-commerce as being a trend. It's been with us now for for a good number of years and, um, uh, some of our customers were the first movers in that direction. So we've been we've been working with e-commerce providers and um, through our through our own customers for the last number of years. Um, what has happened is since the pandemic, the pandemic basically accelerated the the trend towards e-commerce, and basically people demanded more. Customers wanted to had to buy stuff online, mm. and now they they're they're actually acting a bit differently on it. So. From our point of view, what we need to do is have a really solid integration with the e-commerce platform to make sure that the stock is always correct, to make sure it's easy to maintain, and to make sure it has the additional functionality that our customers demand, which is sort of click and collect, to be able to use gift cards online, um, uh, to be able to order in store and pick up in another store, and those type of things. Now, funny, um, our customers have always had a, a a relationship with their customers they never um and i think what's really interesting if, if you speak about a trend is that this week uh, amazon go have announced over in the uk that they are cutting back on their expansion plans for their frictionless store um which is very interesting i um it obviously hasn't taken off in the uk the way they expected it to i wouldn't expect it to take off here that quickly either i think i think the european markets are they're not in as in love with frictionless purchasing as some people might have you believe. And I think that's a trend we're, go- we're going to be keeping a very close eye on. Well, I do think that the um, cashier, uh, the, the self-checkout is, is great in a grocery store. I think that people shopping in specialty retail are still going to want to try goods on, to feel the goods, to talk to somebody in store who... Um, I, listen, I know if I buy golf equipment, for, for example, I want to talk to the guy in the shop to tell me that it's the best club that I'm going to get or it's the best rain gear I'm going to buy and tell me why. And um, I think uh, a trend is going to be going back to basics and, 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 and really good retail. 
Okay, so and customer service and, and unique um, um, customer experience, I suppose, is going to come clean again. That's interesting to see. Yeah. Now, I've always been a fan of in-store shopping. Now, I do yeah. some online shopping because it's inevitable and yeah. obviously COVID made us all do it. But I do think the customer service is still key and it's actually a fading skill set out there. So where, uh, is, where is that going with your thought process there? Oh, oh no, uh, customer service... Um, there may be a few reasons. I think it's going to come back. I, th- I think the retailers that are going to succeed over the next five, 10 years are ones that are going to have an experiential shopping experience. And part of that is going to be cost- really, really good customer service. That, um, behavior has changed from the, from, from the consumer in that they're probably not going to go into a store unless they check out online what sort of stock the, For sure. the retailer has. But once they get into the shop, it's going to be down to good old-fashioned retailing um, presenting um, the apparel or, or whatever goods you're selling really, really well, making people enjoy the shopping experience and, and, and passing on your experience. If you're not doing that, then you might, you're, you're only competing with Amazon and you can't compete with Amazon at that level. You, you're going to have to give um, customer service like you described. And talk to me about the service then since COVID-19. I mean, that's completely revolutionised people's yeah. thinking, as you said. What yeah. e-commerce integrations have you offered as a result of that? Okay, well, go- going back 10 years, we did, it was it, it was very bespoke, basically. Uh, a retailer went out and they found an e-commerce provider who designed their website. And it was all very much, uh, every new one was, was, was back to scratch. It was very bespoke. And some of the bigger retailers still, have a very bespoke e-commerce um, uh, solution, and we've got to provide a, 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 a bespoke integration with that. But since since um, COVID or during COVID, what we did was we basically developed a product called we call Meridian Ecom, um, and it integrates seamlessly out of the box with uh, WooCommerce, which is the WordPress um, system, Magento, and Shopify, which are the most popular ones, are the ones that were taking off the time. Um, if other ones come through, we will be looking at doing integrations with them. But we do those basic ones right now. And how important then is the sustainability aspect of your business? Because that's a huge word out there at the moment. And a lot of people are talking about it, but are they actually doing it? What are you doing in retail integration? I was lucky enough to be out in the Himalayas earlier on this year. And I saw firsthand the effect of climate change um, out there. And when we came back, it was just pure coincidence. Rachel and Keela, who work work with us in here, had already got plans in place for us to up, basically up our sustainability game. And there's a few a few things we, we we've come up with. Now, bearing in mind we are an IT company, so our mm-hmm. impact would like we we don't do massive manufacturing, would be low. but the mm. we can do. So the first thing we did straight off was we basically resurrected an old piece of functionality that we had um, to enable our customers to email receipts, basically just, just to cut down our, 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 our customers' paper usage. And that's after kicking off again. It's not as seamless as we would like, but we're, we're working on that. We have a very good uh, tourism offering, and we're, and, 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 we're, and, we're, and we're getting great traction in that space. And so what we've developed as well is in, uh, an e-ticketing solution, a green ticketing solution, which basically means, again, you don't have to print tickets. You can basically download them onto your phone, or you can scan a link. Uh, on a website, and that will bring it to your ticketing. Again, it's it's it, it, it's saving people um, print out. Another thing that the that that, that we did was um, we entered into an arrangement with uh, a, an electronic recycling company. So anybody who buys kit off us to replace their old kit, we now take the kit away, their old kit away, and we offer a 
uh, a recycling service at no cost to our client. So that's, that's where we're starting off. Um, but we're open to ideas and we're constantly looking around the base to see how we can become more sustainable. And sustainability isn't just green initiatives on our mm. end. I think that we're, we have to start looking local as well to see where we source our goods. Um, I think we've had uh, an awful lot of trouble in the last nine, ten months um, basically trying to get IT equipment. Mm. It's all coming from China. I'm not sure how sustainable that is in the long run. And it'd be great to see some of these companies maybe bringing manufacturing closer to Europe. Um, I think that would be far more sustainable than relying on these really long supply chains to the Far East. Well, that's just about the same thought process as everybody in Guaranteed Irish, I think, at the moment yeah. in terms of all our other businesses because, um, you know, sustainable supply chains is yeah. is frightening at the moment for the lack of them. Uh, yeah. But in terms of opportunities, then, I want to talk to you about that over the next couple of years in your own business and in the retail industry. Where yeah. do you see the new opportunities coming there, Patrick? Um, well, we're, we're very lucky on a couple of ends. One, um, our clients are very innovative. Our, our, our current clients, they're among, they're among some of the best retailers in Ireland. And they are constantly pushing us and tell us where we have to go next. So what we're trying to do is, well, I, 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 I pointed earlier on that the Amazon Go model wasn't one that we, 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 we think is going to kick off the way people thought it was going to kick off. But what we are trying to do is, within the customer service aspect, enable more people uh, to basically transact more seamlessly. But basically take the till off the counter and bring it out onto the shop floor. So basically give the information that the shop assistant or uh, someone who works in retail might require to say, listen, we don't have these goods in stock here, but we have them in stock somewhere else and we can either order them or branch transfer them back. There's another... uh, there's another um, innovation that we've come up with that is going to be rolled out um, fairly shortly. And what it basically is, it's an in-store shopper. It basically enables retailers to display all of their stock online in-store and um, with maybe samples in-store that they can go through with the client on the screen and be able to either fully transact there and then by buying the, the, the particular item and arranging it for either to be delivered be collected in store later on or to be able to be delivered out to another store for for collection at some point now what this does well and it goes back to the sustainability things it enables retailers to have smaller stores but enable all their stock to be available all the time to everybody Mm, mm. that that is certainly a trend we're seeing in the fashion industry you see it very strongly but i'm sure it's across all the all the spaces yes and 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 it's, it's the fashion um my daughter um, is a big fashion buyer and she was buying an awful lot of stuff online and I was going mad what the hell are you doing this for but she, it turns out like she she sends she, if, she, if she buys five things she sends four of them back mm. because she doesn't like the feel of them she doesn't like the look of them when they try it on she just the, the size isn't right and I, I listen that's not sustainable either mm. I don't care what sort of turnover people have if they're not making margin and you can't make margin if you're taking 80% of your stuff back mm. um, that's going to drive people back into in, into physical retail stores to try stuff on and basically make a decision. You buy it once and and, uh, and and you buy it there. So what we're trying to do is facilitate that with the demands that people have for um, convenience and to access all the stock online and to know exactly what they're buying when they're buying it. So so. So I'm in, I'm interested there, Patrick. You're talking about consumer behaviour, really. There, in terms of inflation, have you seen a change uh, through your own clients and what's happening at the moment? No, is the simple answer. Not yet. We haven't seen anybody delay a decision because of inflation. 
I haven't been, we haven't found out yet that somebody has delayed a decision because of uncertainty about how the economy is going. Um, we have seen people delay stuff because we haven't been able to source stock because literally we can't get the technology and the people want. We've got some of these uh, unattended kiosks that we've been trying to get, but the lead time on them is like, like talking four months. So where people would have moved four months ago, had we had the actual hardware, we can't get it yet. So um, that has delayed decision-making as opposed to the direct inflation. But inflation is caused by too much money chasing mm. too few goods. And part of that is the supply chain issue. So um, they're all interlinked, really. Yeah, they're, they're all the whole thing is interlinked. Yeah, um, mm. it's it's if, if you can't get the goods, then people aren't making decisions. And that's 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 obviously an issue. And the uncertainty caused by uh, energy prices, which I don't think has hit us yet. Yeah, we've been very lucky, obviously, over the winter period. The back door is open and the windows open. But when the when, when the Irish winter comes back in again, we may well see the effect pretty quickly of um, of energy prices going up. So um, but no, not yet. I don't think it's hit. It hasn't hit us directly yet, but we're very cognizant of it. Okay, so it's time to tighten the belt, maybe and knuckle down for it on the way. Well, well I don't. It, uh, there's two ways of dealing with inflation, and one of them is tighten your belt. But I'm not sure that that's that's, that, that's it. It depends what causes the inflation. Is it is it is it too few goods or is it too much money? I'm not sure that it's too much money. I think it's. I think the supply chain issue is absolutely massive. Supply chain is coming across as the leading reason for for all the members that we're talking to. So, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's a good, uh, it's a fair point, I think. Yeah. In terms of, and finally, I suppose, uh, Patrick Heslin, uh, Managing Director of Retail Integration, what made you decide to apply for membership to Guaranteed Irish and how has it helped, or has it helped at all with retail integration? Yes, it's helped retail integration. It's helped bring the company together under an identity we we, we yeah um it's, it's basically helped help hone our, our identity why we decided to join i, th- I think i told you this before Bree. i did a school project on uh guaranteed irish back in the early 80s and I, I have to tell you i have a confession to make we got our certificate of membership in the other day and i was just looking at it and the morning after seeing the i in the g i, I never saw that before sorry you won't be the first to have said that, but that's the, <laughs> that's the genius of the design. It has survived 50 years, which is... Yeah, but I, I did a project of this in school. Um, and I think while... And, and basically when, when Guaranteed Irish rebranded back in, back in 2017, um, we saw an opportunity to jump on board. Basically, we wanted to... Um, uh, we wanted to jump on board that ship. And we see ourselves... Listen, we are, most of our clients are Irish. They're indigenous Irish companies. Our clients are generally Irish. We do sell our, our, our system abroad, but we, we regard, like our identity, we're, we're, we're an Irish company. And I think uh, Guaranteed Irish ticks all the boxes for us. And it helps us. It, it, it keeps us on track as to our identity. So it's always something we look back on very proud of. Well done and congratulations on achieving it. And more importantly, uh, Patrick Heslin, can I thank you for taking the time uh, and to represent Retail Integration here with us this morning and uh, continued success. I hope everything continues to go well for you. Thanks a million, Bridget. Very good. If you found this advice helpful for your business, please subscribe on Apple or Spotify. It's free for all and we welcome your feedback. Remember, by considering Irish businesses, you are not only sustaining local employment, but you are also playing your role in reducing the carbon footprint. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information. The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, sponsored by FBD Insurance, Ireland's largest homegrown insurer. Support. It's what we do.